0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to our good news segment. You know why? You're not going to want to miss this. James Brissoni is joining me here today. You know, if I go back to my, like, sort of Mediterranean heritage, I'm going to be, like, all about James (laughs) Brissoni. And it doesn't matter who he is because he's a two-time CHOP champion named one of people's magazines, Sexiest Chefs Alive, in 2016. But boy, he can cook. And that's what today's show is about. James, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Hey, Dr. Pye. Thanks so much.
0: Uh, you know, it, here we are. You're chef, entertainment expert, TV personality. Here we go holiday season. You know, you can hear the bells ring. You can see what's on the dining room table. You can look, if you're like me, come from a family, an Italian family, over on the one side, the dessert table is bigger <laughs> than the regular table. What the heck am I going to do?
1: That's right. It It is that time, and here we go. You know, holiday entertaining time is here, and you know, it's a great time, but uh, it doesn't need to be complicated. This can be You can keep it simple, you can be smart, and really put out beautiful food that everyone's going to enjoy without a whole lot of stress. And that's what we want to try to help people do today. Uh, you know, when I'm setting up the food that I'm going to put out for entertaining, I really like to do a mix of, of store-bought and homemade items. You know, you shouldn't feel like you have to make it all yourself. Uh, you know, a, a great spread has you know, fresh fruit, like grapes and, and vegetables and some nice crackers and cheeses and sliced meats. And go out and buy all of those. And then buy some you know, make yourself some nice dips and spreads that'll kind of fill in the places on that buffet so you've got lots of beautiful food that everybody can enjoy. And you know, with some of those dips and, and things that you make yourself, Make them in big batches so that you're always ready to entertain. Anytime somebody pops by, you can be a gracious host or hostess and look like a pro while keeping it easy.
0: And, you know, what we're talking about here today is what everybody needs. You know, we need to have a kit. I, My grandma used to call it, you know, I, I can't really say it the way grandma used to say <laughs> it, but she would say, Patricia. Patricia, what you got to do is you're oh, so full, abundant, more, more than you can imagine. Make it early. And she would go on a story about how you start a week before. Now, I don't know. Is that still good advice?
1: It's absolutely. You know, that's the, the best advice. And I think, you know. Uh, You know, we see people who pop something out of the oven and carry it directly to the table and think that's the way that everything has to be done. Uh, You know, it's not and so much, you know, cooking can be done in advance and and days even before you're going to entertain. So don't feel like you've got to cram it all into one afternoon so that it can, you know, all be just freshly made and served instantly. There's so many things that you can make uh, that actually get better after a day or two in the fridge and they're gonna be, they're gonna taste even better Better because you made them early Uh, so don't you know don't feel like that's a bad thing to do
0: okay so let's take a look at you know you're out there not just helping people about food but you're talking about look there are time-saving things we can do there's ways that we can shop and buy gifts over this holiday season. I wanna know what your secrets are here. (laughs) What's some of the advice that you can give people to say, wait a minute, this is a time of joy. Let's have some joy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you're exactly right. And and grandma had it right that a plan is the best place to start. And you know, plan, again, to be smart and keep things simple. So even, you know, I like to just keep plenty of wine around at all times. It makes a great last-minute gift. Or when friends pop by unexpected, you have something to serve them and be a great hostess. So I always have just, I focus on two bottles, one red and one white, so it's easy. My favorites right now are the Hobnob Pinot Noir and Skyfall Chardonnay. Uh, both delicious wines. The Skyfall Chardonnay is uh, comes from Washington State. It's crisp yeah. and balanced. Uh, it's a great sipping wine that you can just enjoy with friends, and it really goes so well with food. Also, so you've got you know all your bases covered there. And you know, again, we're making entertaining easy.
0: Yeah, and you know, part of this too is you know creating the energy of fun and joy, and things happen. You know, I I'm the girl that that the first time I cooked a turkey, I forgot to turn the oven on. Here, James, you know, I just saying that that's it. And you know, the bottom line for me is I actually pulled it out, thought it was done. Oh no. So, <laughs> so you know, what we're saying is things are going to go really, really well, and if they don't, say la vie.
1: That's it, you know, don't, don't feel horrible, don't make excuses, and when things do go wrong, don't point them out to your guests, just, you know, kind of brush them aside, and be like, yeah, that happens. But look at this over here, this is still great, and we can still enjoy this. If all else fails, right, we've got our wine. But I, yeah. love, I, I love your story about the oven. You know, one of the things that I think makes, can make the holiday season so easy is, as a smart cook, having smart appliances. Uh, yeah. The LG Smart ThinkQ appliances, you could actually preheat your oven from an app, which is amazing. Um, These LG Smart ThinQ appliances, they're all managed. They manage all of your household tasks through an easy-to-use app or with Amazon Alexa or Google Home. And so you could be at the grocery store still and think, oh, gosh, I better get the oven on. Go to your app, boom, oven's preheating. Or your robotic vacuum is out cleaning up the house before you even pull in the driveway
0: right I mean look at the look at where we're going now, that you and I are talking about a robotic vacuum. <laughs> I mean I didn't know in my lifetime that I would see that, but nowadays, there are so many things and so many different gifts to get people now there's so much to choose from. It used to be, my gosh, you have everything, I can't get you anything. But now, that's kind of changed, right? Where where do we go? Shopping list. What do
1: we do? There's so so many great things out there. But I'll tell you, on the top of my gift-giving list right now is the Amazon Fire HD8 tablet. Uh, I love this for so many reasons, but it's the next generation of Amazon's top customer-rated tablet. It's got an 8-inch screen with 1 million pixels and 16 gigabytes of storage. But the best part, which I think makes it an awesome gift and an even better travel companion, especially if you're like me and you're traveling with kids, it's got a 12-hour battery life. So we can take all of our favorite books and games and a few shows along with us, and that battery is going to last through any trip we take. You know, you get all of that, plus Amazon Alexa, all for just $79.99. So whether you're buying it as a gift for that hard-to-shop-for person or gifting it to yourself to help get through a tough holiday travel season, it's really the smart choice.
0: Well, first of all, before we run out of time here, and I forget, how can people find out more about you? How can they find out more about some of these tips? What's the best place for us to send people today?
1: Absolutely. Everybody go check out betterstuffforlife.com, and you get all the information about everything we talked about today. All of my tips about putting together some great holiday entertaining and these fantastic gifts.
0: Okay, I'm going to take a trip down memory lane with you if you don't mind. Let's go. Well, here we go. Here we go. Interesting family. Dad Italian. Dad side of the family. My mom died when I was young. My dad remarried. Remarried a woman from the deep south. (laughs) My grandparents down there had an outhouse and they cooked on a cold stove. No lie. Okay, now I'm not going like I I wasn't born at the turn of the century, so I'm, I'm not really that old. Let's talk Southern cooking for a moment.
1: Love it. I'm an Italian boy who grew up down south. So let's do this.
0: Exactly. Let's talk. When I cook on the holidays and I bring these, what do they call it now? Infusion, Infusion. of, so, is that what we're calling it? Infusion? Sure. Of southern cooking. Yeah. So when we do that and we serve these extraordinary dishes, people just perk up. They're excited. What have you learned about combining things?
1: You know, it's all about you know, bringing a little bit of unique flavor to unex- unexpected places. And that's, you know, one of the things I really love to do in my cooking. And I think it's grabbing some of those things from your childhood and bringing them in, you know, to, you know, bringing them into some, some modern cooking and, and whatever you're into today. I think that's a, that's a really a, a beautiful way to go and share, you know, your spirit and, and, and the holidays with everybody.
0: Well, you know, this is really part of not being afraid to really branch out. Absolutely. Is this the year we get bold around Christmas? Is this the year we look at a gift or we look at a dish and we say, I'm gonna live outrageously here in the absolutely senses okay. of my mouth here.
1: Is I, this the year we do it? I, I certainly hope it is, Dr. Pat. I, I, think, I think this could be the year to do it. We'll inspire everyone to go out there and have fun with their entertaining and, and wish them all a happy holidays. And thanks so much for having me on today.
0: You bet. And right. one last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today?
1: Oh my goodness. Entertain with fun and fearlessness. How about that? I love it. All Thank right.
0: you so much, James. I hope to have you back. Have a great day. Thank you. Hey, everybody, welcome to our Good News segment. You know what? I said earlier that we were having some great interviews for all of you, especially for the holiday season. Joining me here today is someone that knows a lot about family engagement. One of our favorite topics here on the show, how do we get involved? How do we get engaged? And I'm, re- I'm referring to Sarah Terry. She is Brookdale's Senior Vice President of Resident and Family Engagement. She has been serving older adults and those who support them, really important, really important for over 35 years. Today, Sarah is talking with us about... What should we know about this holiday season? How can we create the best of the best of the best times and comes to us today, not just about information, but about things you can do today and moving forward? Yeah, as we as we step up to this holiday season, what are your greatest admirations for those of the close to you? But also, what are you afraid of? Sarah, great to have you here. Welcome to the show.
2: Great to be with you, Dr. Pat.
0: Tips for the holiday. This is so super important. Um, You know, I do a lot of uh, volunteer work with those folks in our regional senior centers, for sure. Uh, I happen to be Mm -hmm. part of the uh, table tennis contingency. Uh, And, you know, you can't stop people from getting out of there and not just getting into full swing, but fully swinging at any age. So here we are. What is it that that folks are most afraid of for seniors around this holiday season? And what can we do to eliminate that fear?
2: Absolutely. You know, and and our our whole goal here is to make... The holidays and every day as memorable and as safe for everybody, but especially our senior loved ones. And I think one of the biggest concerns that we hear from our residents and families is, of course, the risk of falling. Yeah. Right? Falls are a leading cause of injuries for everyone over 65 and above. And so we really want to look at ways to reduce the risk of falls occurring in the first place, because that's something that's not great for your senior for sure, and not great for the holiday or any day. Right? So we really want to look at ways that we can avoid and reduce that risk of falling
0: so you know this is some of the uh the questions that come up for people um there's this notion of wait a minute yeah you know folks are getting up there in age in age but there are some logical rational functional things we can do and let's talk about what some of those things are holiday season You got extension cords running around everywhere, you know, all of the above. What have you learned and what are some of the tips that you're bringing forward for
2: people? You bet. I call this Operation Clear the Clutter, Doctor Pat. Um, you know, we we go into our homes Hello. every day um, and out of our homes, and we we may take it for granted. But what I ask people to do, especially during the holiday season, is to look at the outside of your home, your driveway, your sidewalks, your garage, and is it clear of clutter? Is it are there cracks in the sidewalk in the driveway? Are there things that we need to do to fix those things or offer safe passage and support for our seniors that are coming over for the holidays. And then the same thing as we move inside into our home, really walk into your home as if you're looking at it from kind of a safety inspector perspective, right? Um, look at those throw rugs. Look at those power cords that you mentioned. Are they taped down? Are they out of out of people's uh, walkway? Yeah. Um, really, really important to just clear that clutter. Um, you know, one thing that we've been talking about is pets, right? Interesting, right. we love our pets and and they're important to our well-being, but it's almost every holiday season we hear of a story where a pet has caused a fall for a senior. So really um, being aware whether your pet is large or small and making, you know, it as safe as possible and making sure that they're contained, especially during those busy times when you're opening presents and things, um, pets get tend to get very active and, and seniors can be at risk with those pets.
0: Well, you know, one of the other things too about this is. Uh, also, you know, how we behave around our pets. You know, everybody likes to get our, our friendly dogs all excited about the holidays and and believe me, they like to get excited too. But sometimes we have to be yep. mindful of all of that.
2: That's right. That's right. I think I think uh um, another foundation that I always recommend is that communication in advance of the holidays mm-hmm. with everyone that's coming to your home. And, and what are people's expectations? What are things you can do to make them comfortable mm-hmm. um, exactly with the pets? Um, you know, what are they going to be part of? What are they not going to be part of? Because you're right. Things can get too active and too stimulating, you know, especially for our loved ones living with dementia that can become an issue.
3: Yeah, um,
2: Pets can be fantastic, but they can also be contributing to too much stimulation
0: yeah let's talk about uh what we can do for people that are staying overnight they're visiting us and you know this is important you know sometimes what we do is we always like to make them feel super comfortable but sending them up five flights of stairs isn't exactly the right thing to do so you know what do we do with people that are coming to our homes now
2: Right. So the ideal situation is, of course, to select a room on the main floor if possible, mm-hmm. right, that has easy access to the bathroom, to the kitchen and the living room, so yeah. that it's easy transition for your for your senior. Really looking at the height of the bed and the chair, especially in the bedroom. Um, you know, when my mom used to stay at our home or we'd take her to a hotel, you know, the height of the bed was always an interesting um, thing to take a look at and how we're going to accommodate it, whether it's too high or too low, to make sure she had enough support to To get up and and uh, be successful you know if you have to use stairs i do recommend putting those contrast strips um, to make it more visible as well as lighting lighting is extremely important and then making sure that they have the support they need on the stairs Um, this is where i recommend my son used to take my mom and help her um, you know in our home or on the stairs and i think that's really a good um job and um support for our younger generations to serve our older generations and providing them safety and support so having if you're if the stairs are involved it's it's really important that you not only have them as, as safe as possible but also to have that support that your that your loved one may need
0: Yeah. You know, let's talk about the holidays. And, you you know, you had mentioned uh, folks that might be visiting or we might be visiting that have dementia. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we set the table, we get things ready. You know, we think we're doing the right things. And in fact, we're not because we don't even know. What are some of the things you've learned? And what are some of the tips about even how to set the holiday table?
2: Yeah, that's a great point, Dr. Pat. I think let's start with the, the holiday table because yeah. it can be very important on the success um, of the dining experience for, for your loved one with dementia. So really simple things. When you're doing your place set, settings, keep them very simple and use contrasting colors because oftentimes our loved ones living with dementia have some depth perception issues. So setting that table and making uh, it contrasting colors uh, with placemats and dark, dark tablecloths, like against a lighter uh, uh, plate or shallow bowl would be really important. Even to the point of plating the food, when you're plating the food, um, when, uh, put those contrasting colors of food uh, next to each other. So the corn next to the turkey, the cranberry next to the mashed potato. It seems very simple, but it can it can really make the difference between success and and struggle for your loved one who's living with dementia. Again, those shallow bowls and a spoon rather than a flat plate and a fork could be very um, helpful and successful for your loved one living with dementia. As well as, you know, we all like to decorate, as you said, but making sure that centerpieces and table decorations are not too much. It can overstimulate and cause um, additional confusion, which, of course, we don't want to have. Um, and then making that dining area comfortable, not too warm, not too cold, um, not as noisy, um, you know, minimizing the noise, making that environment comfortable for your loved one.
0: You know, I think that we all want to really spend as much time and, engage as much in people that are really close to us and loving. I want to talk to you about patience and tolerance Um, because Mm -hmm. this really talks to the emotional side of the holiday. And it's so important that as as daughters, grandchildren, whoever we are, that we have an understanding of the people that are visiting uh, us what resources are what What resources are available? What tools are available to help the family at whole? What What's the website that you can send people to?
2: You bet. It's newsroom.brookdale.com, and it's just that address. It's newsroom.brookdale.com. Nothing else. Nothing more. Just newsroom.brookdale.com. Okay.
0: So uh, I know we have a few minutes left, and I just want to make sure we cover. Um, some of these really, really important things. Um, Holiday comes, we decorate, folks have been over to our house, they're looking at, oh my gosh, this is the living room, this is the dining room, but here we come, we've moved the furniture, we're putting the tree over here, things don't look the same. And it's like, we think we're doing things to get things ready, but we now have a room that is completely changed uh, in the spirit right. of decorating.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: So that's not such that's a right. great idea, though, right?
2: Well, I think as long as it's uh clear of clutter and as long as it's navigatable mm-hmm. for your for your loved one, um probably less concerned on that and more concerned on, on making sure it's clear of clutter and and making it you know nice and comfortable mm-hmm. and making sure that your senior loved one has a, a comfortable place to sit. Um, and, and also, I think that period of rest and nutrition, yeah. making sure that they're um, having time to rest, especially for those loved ones living with dementia. Yeah. The other thing I think you touched on this earlier, Dr. Pat, is this is a great time to really cherish those memories, yeah. having the patience and understanding to really understand, you know, who your loved one is and possibly was. And it may be a really great time to record memories, um, either an audio recording or a video recording. You know, we all have smartphones now and engage the generations here in asking simple questions about a story that your loved one may be able to share. And then those memories are there for a lifetime and it's it's important and it can make your senior feel very empowered um, and supported to be part of that discussion
0: yeah um I wanted to uh, ask you this this last question, uh, and thank you so much, mm-hmm. Sarah. Thank you for your time. you know, thank you for coming to the forefront to helping us um I mean this is really about turning the tables and how to prepare when Grandma does come to our home for the holiday. What have you discovered? is the most important thing to the seniors that do come, to those loved ones, those grandmas, those grandpas. What have you discovered mm-hmm. is most important to them?
2: Uh love, I would say. Yeah. Um, every day of the week. Um holidays that that they're with their loved ones and it's really about the experience of being together. And sharing memories, making new memories, maybe you're celebrating some of the traditions of the past, but based on the circumstances, you may need to establish new traditions, right, Mm -hmm. or things may be different. And it really comes down to the love and support. And again, I think you've underscored it, that patience and understanding and everybody working together for the goal to make the most memorable and relaxed holiday season possible. And I think that's what our elders report to us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they really want to feel love and be socially connected.
0: Yeah. And I was reading the report that you put together, and there was something that I was really struck by that uh, we don't do. And it was find out from them, speak to them in advance, find out what's going to make them comfortable and relaxed. And boy, I know we don't do that.
2: That's right and that's the foundation of any any good situation right is communication and yep. and understanding everybody's expectations and what can mm-hmm. make them comfortable or or conversely uncomfortable mm-hmm. and and let's avoid those experiences during the holidays.
0: Yep. And then there's lots of information at newsroom.brookdale.com of course. Um one of the things we didn't touch upon but is super important as well is our bathrooms. You know, as much as we love yeah. to make the floor shiny, uh, put those mats on there that slide around, you know, don't put things away, that is like an accident waiting to happen.
2: You bet. The bathroom, you know, making sure you have night lights, making sure you put the non-slip strips or a bath mat in your tub or shower can be very helpful. You know, recommending a shower chair, um, especially for if your loved one's going to be there overnight and they'll be using the shower, a shower chair can be a great, uh, you know, tool for success. Um, you know, looking at the temperature of of your faucets and your uh, tub and shower are really important. Making sure that there's support and and supervision. Vision, um if your loved one needs that mm-hmm. uh, in the bathroom, because it can be a, a place of, of high risk for our loved ones.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you've got a very busy schedule. One last thing, your personal message. What would you like to leave us with today?
2: I, I would just like to wish everyone a wonderful holiday season and to really mem- remember to honor and cherish our older generations. They have so much wisdom and insight to offer us that I, I want us all to pause. And really, um, if you're not having your loved one, your senior loved one over, connect with an elder in your community. And uh, I know everyone, both of you will learn something from that experience.
0: Sarah Terry, everybody. And as we said before, it is newsroom.brookdale.com. Lots more information that we did not get to talk about today. And a lot of ways, if you go to the website, even beyond the newsroom page, you're going to find out a lot about what care means from Brookdale. Thank you so much, Sarah. Have a great holiday and the best to you and yours
2: yes, thanks, Dr. Pat. Same to you and yours. All right, everybody.
0: Yeah, happy holidays. These are great. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, are you aware that there are new possibilities in memory care? Well, we've got a story to tell you the Silverado story. Joining me here today is the founder, president, chairman, CEO of Silverado, Lauren Shook. He's often recognized as a memory care futurist. And boy, do we need to know a lot about that. As a true visionary, he helps to transform this industry while creating thousands and thousands of healthcare jobs. But he is most driven by his everlasting changing and up-leveling commitment to lives, people's lives, people's changing lives. Uh, Lauren, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show.
3: Dr. Pat, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your listeners today.
0: Well, let's talk about this idea of memory loss which shows up for so many people in whether we know it as alzheimer's dementia any or or all of the above but what is the state of affairs on this let's just do a little recap of where are we with this how many people are affected and you know how massive is the idea of memory loss whether it be through alzheimer's or anything else
3: it's an enormous problem uh, today every 66 seconds there's a new person in the country diagnosed with alzheimer's disease there's more than 6 million people with alzheimer's disease it's 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 not only a problem in the united states but it's a problem in the world mm-hmm. this is a worldwide issue it's an age related disease you know people would think you know, as you age you're going to you know kind of have failing memory that sort of thing that's not normal aging Uh, this is a disease process. And Alzheimer's is one of the dementias. It's one of Mm -hmm. the bigger uh, groupings of dementia, but there are many diseases causing memory impairment. And uh, you you look at Parkinson's, vascular dementia, there's a a variety of them out there.
0: Yeah, there really is. I mean, um, uh, and the future is uh, pretty grim for people. And so I want to really kind of explore what this idea of being a memory care futurist looks like and what is it about that, you know, title for yourself that enables you to wake up every day more passionate that day than you were the day
3: before? That's an easy one, Dr. Pat. And mm-hmm. uh, what what drives, drives me and my partner, Steve Winter, is... And you know, giving people a chance to have a quality of life who have a disease. None of us want any of these dementias. That's for sure. I don't wish it on my worst enemy uh, to have any of these diseases. But if they happen, your life's not over. There's an opportunity to still have a good quality of life. There's an opportunity for your family to have a good quality of life. But, uh, but you need to recognize you've got to. You know, uh, educate yourself as to the, the disease. Access the uh, the best professional resources. Uh, like a Silverado community, we have one in Bellingham, Washington. I know it's a ways away from Seattle, but uh, we're working to develop others in the Seattle mm-hmm. East Side uh, market right now. But, but uh, you know, educate yourself. University of Washington is a tremendous resource. Expert uh, physicians, clinicians there. The Alzheimer's Association. Uh, terrific, uh, access, terrific resources. But on the website, go to uh, dot com slash story Go to that website. We've got uh, our book, uh, uh, New Possibilities in Memory Care, that you'll be able to read about uh, the Nexus program, which is cutting-edge stuff that really, you know, gives an opportunity for people to have improvement in their memory function and improvement in their cognition level almost twice as effective as the best medication and, uh, you know, on a mini mental state exam score basis and improve people's activities to daily living functioning, you know, include improve their ability to feed themselves, to dress themselves, to engage in life in a more normalized way.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that is so important is for people to be able to look at some of the innovative uh, solutions that you all have come up with. Many of our listeners are not aware of what Silverado is about. How about uh, we take a few minutes here and just share what that story is about?
3: Silverado is a company that we uh, we founded, Steve Winter and I, 21 years ago to really uh, change the, uh, the world's view of what Alzheimer's um, is and what it can be. You know, we look at the strengths that people have as opposed to what they've lost. And we focus on what they have and build on what they have and you know we 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 know that the people with uh, memory impairing diseases like alzheimers we know that they they never lose their desire to love and be loved just like you and me yeah that uh, that the, the person's still there that the person's not a child you know the person is an adult and they've lost some functional abilities for sure but they're not a child, so don't treat them as a as a child. They, they, they want to be meaningful, purposeful. They want to have life. They want to engage in life. And we can facilitate them doing that. Uh, you know, and we do that through a, an environment that's structured to give them the opportunity to live independently within our Silverado community. Uh, and, and, you know, the building has... Uh, many features that that assist that including memory boxes beside their room which has the older memories in them that they remember so they can find their room on their own up throughout most of the disease process uh you know opportunities for them to Socially engaged with peer groups of their of, similar to them, where they can be successful, and and you know have have joy in life. Where the family comes and visits, and the kids like to come. There are children there already. We invite our staff to bring their children to work, providing intergenerational programming. Pets live there. We have Silverado pets, dogs, cats, birds that are going to be there all the time, and you can bring your own pet. So why give up your best friend? at the, uh, at this time of life when, you know, your family can't visit as much as uh, having your dog with you?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it, you know, because I think there's so uh, many people that are not fully aware of, of what the possibilities are, what to do, possibilities beyond possibilities. And what I mean by that is really looking at what you all have done to lead the way uh, so that we're all educated. Now, how can people find out more about this? Um, and tell us about, you know, the, the book, New Possibilities in Memory Care, The Silverado Story, and how folks can get a copy of it.
3: Well, you get a copy of the book through um, going to silverado.com slash story, com slash story, you'll have a link to Amazon. As well as a link to uh, our other website, and uh, you can look at a sample chapter. But you'll see stories you know like like Nathan you know Nathan was uh, a leader in NASA. Nathan uh, was in the rocket, rocketry program, and he was also in the space shuttle program. Lived in our, our Silverado community, and uh, he, you know he was in the art program. He didn't really engage too much in art, but this time he's 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 drawing this thing, and the uh, staff are so excited. You know Nate is doing this, and and then they say well what about putting some color here or there you know on these lines that made this drawn and they you know he doesn't want to do that mm-hmm. so uh he's good he's, he's happy with what he's got they give it to his wife and she's so thrilled she shows it to some of uh, his friends who are uh you know uh, you know involved with nasa and one of the friends comes up and says that that what that is that's not just a drawing That's a uh, a space plan for uh, a rocketry program that is, by the way, top secret. And, uh, you know, so Nate worked with the CIA on projects, and that has, of course, been declassified a while ago. But that was published in, that story was published in one of the the newspapers. And when it was published uh, and the friends talked about it, that's when the family realized Nate was working with the CIA. That's when he was at a Silverado community. They didn't know that before.
0: Yeah, you know, there's so many things that you know we look at and 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 innovations and changes. Um, you know, I happen to be an avid table tennis player, b- better known as ping pong, and the studies that are coming out now about you know people that play ping pong and i don't know if you know this but it is a massively large sport in senior centers all over the country and you know there are things that like this that if children and family knew more about they'd be able to know how to have some real innovative care for people what would you say is a the number one from your experience, misconception, and what would you say you're most hopeful about?
3: Oh, by the way, uh, ping pong is a staple in our programming for people because it's very stimulated, stimulative, stimulative yep. of the brain, yep. you, you already know. The yeah, biggest, and we actually thing, coach you know, seniors. I, I, cool, that's great. It the is. Biggest <laughs> thing, uh, take away, the, the biggest takeaway here, is that uh, people who are seniors with memory-impairing diseases are not going back into a second childhood. These are adults. Don't treat them as children. A lot of people think they're going back into a second childhood and give them baby dolls and all that nonsense. Do not do that, because this is an adult. Treat them as an adult, as my partner, Steve, would say, you give a woman a, a, a nice, lovely, you know, purse, yeah. As a choice, or you give give them a doll and see which one she chooses. You know, she's <laughs> going to choose that purse any any day. In a so, hot second. You know, treat, yeah, yeah. Treat them with respect as they deserve, and they are always there. These people, even though they may not be able to respond at some point in the in the disease, they know uh, they're there. They know what you're saying. They know if you're talking about them. So talk about them as in the present as if they are be able to talk to you. It's a one-way conversation, a little challenging for those who aren't used to it, but you'll get used to it pretty quickly. And the person uh, will respond better. They know what you're saying. They know if you love them or not. And, and just remember, always remember they're always there.
0: Mm. Um, I want to ask you, I know we're almost out of time today, but I want to ask you, what do you believe, looking worldwide, are some of the greatest innovations? You know, I was reading an article about, I can't remember now if it was Amsterdam or Holland or Austria, that created an entire town that was suited for people with Alzheimer's. I mean, clearly that was innovative. But what do you see as some of the innovatives, uh, innovations that may not be here today, but are on the horizon, so to speak.
3: So you're talking about dementia village in the Netherlands. I'm yes, quite familiar with it. Um, that's what you're referring to. It's very, that's very innovative. Um, you know, I, I think the actually the stuff you're going to read in the Nexus chapter is is really exciting. You get you know people come in who are not engaged in life, who all of a sudden are teaching Spanish again. They're a Spanish teacher and they're they're holding Spanish classes and they're teaching other people about Spanish. You've got people who are mid stage disease. They don't want to get up. They don't want to get on a bus. You've got them uh, going on the bus. To the golf course, and Golf Channel comes and does a story about it at Silverado mm-hmm. and you know they are so inspired by the story they don't put the the big golf shows and all that stuff that the people are used to seeing as a lead story. They put Silverado residents golfing as their lead story. You know the first edition of you know one of the earliest editions of the sports section of Wall Street Journal that's a story about Silverado residents golfing. I mean, there are things that people are doing and have done that will blow you away, and you'll Mm -hmm. see those on the videos. Um, You know, a a woman in Wisconsin who was deathly afraid of water all her life, conquers her fear of water as a Silverado resident is Mm. kayaking on a lake. You'll, You'll see that in her telling her daughter that she did that, and the daughter saying, there's just no way. My mom wouldn't even get in the shallow end of the swimming pool. She's so afraid of water.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, I am so grateful for you and your partner in doing this. Again, uh, thank you for joining us here today. What is the website? How can people find out more?
3: Thank you, Dr. Pat. The website is silverado.com slash story. Silverado.com slash story. You will find links there to uh, Amazon and a chapter in the book and many, many uh, inspiring videos. And it's a cool place to go visit.
0: Yeah, and quite informative for everybody out there, for you, your family, and anyone that may want to get out in front of whatever this looks like for you, dementia, Alzheimer's, but to participate In health and wellness is the end game here. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, we started to do these very educational and informative segments. Uh, for all of you, and you're just so thrilled about them because, you know, we bring information that is so important, so relevant to your lives, yet at the same time, you know, you're hearing something new. Today, Dr. Amanda Graham is joining me here today, uh, Senior Vice President of Innovations and Research Investigator at the Truth Initiative Schroeder Institute. Adjunct Professor of Oncology at Georgetown University Medical Center and a member of the Lombardi Comprehensive Cancer Center. Dr. Graham, welcome. It's great to have you here today. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. So let's just start for a minute because people that are listening to this for a moment, uh, before we even get into talking about a number of really important things, I talked and I just said the Truth Initiative, I want to stop for a minute and just have you tell folks what that is. Sure thing.
4: Uh, Truth Initiative is the largest nonprofit public health organization in the U.S., specifically dedicated to ensuring that young people don't start to smoke Mm -hmm. and that anyone can quit. We're actually on the opposite side of the country in the other Washington, Mm -hmm. here in Washington, D.C. Our work focuses on uh, tobacco education, on research and policy studies, on community activism and engagement, and on innovations in tobacco treatment.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, many years ago uh, when we were looking at, you know, what is the impact of smoking? You know, how does cigarette nicotine affect people? I think we had some information, but that really pales compared to what we know now. Isn't that quite true?
4: You know, we're learning more and more about the ways in which tobacco addiction affect people literally from head to toe, mm-hmm. physically, socially, emotionally. Um, we're learning about the different products that are on the market, and there are new products that come on the market literally every week. Certainly, cigarettes have been around for decades. Um, Lots of people have this idea that smoking isn't a problem anymore. Right. Um, many people have the good fortune to live in communities that have smoking, uh, smoke-free laws in place and where taxes really deter people from smoking. Um, workplace policies make it so that smokers have to smoke outside the workplace environment. And so in, in a number of ways, smokers for a lot of people are really out of sight. Um, but tobacco use is really still the leading cause of preventable death and mm-hmm. disease in this country, and there are actually thirty five million people who smoke in the u s
0: mm-hmm. you know uh as a uh, I, as an ex myself um, one of the things that I realized is how my life changed, my health changed, my focus changed. Uh, and, you know, I, I quit back when there weren't the kind of tools that you're bringing to the forefront today. So what does it mean to become an X?
4: Become an X is a free quit smoking program that has helped over 800,000 smokers on their quitting journey since we launched the program almost 10 years ago. And becoming an ex is exactly what it sounds like. It means living a life free of tobacco addiction, um, free of the toll that smoking plays in in people's lives. Uh, We developed the program in collaboration with experts at the Mayo Clinic Mm -hmm. Nicotine Dependence Center, basically taking proven quit-smoking treatment strategies and making them available on any kind of computer or mobile phone, making them accessible and really getting the word out through large scale advertising campaigns and efforts like this through through radio initiatives yeah. to tell people that they don't have to quit alone and that they don't have to quit without any support.
0: Mm. I want to ask you a couple of questions because I, I know that for me, you know, and most people right now are watching television. There was a series of ads that ran on television, I think a couple of years ago, that was so devastating to watch that most people felt like it pushed them over the edge to stop. But the issue for them uh, wasn't so much stopping, it was continuing not to smoke can you address that for a moment because you know the area of uh where the the degree by which people quit and then well i don't know the term relapse or come back or start smoking again uh is really an area that i think you all address
4: we we do and you you've really hit the nail on the head there are lots of people who will say that the act of quitting is easy It's simply a matter of not lighting up the next cigarette, but staying quit is really the challenge, and that gets to the nature of addiction. It's important to know. It's one of the things that we focus on very prominently on Become an X is the nature of tobacco addiction. Smoking changes brain chemistry. It changes the way smokers think. It changes the decision-making process, and The the important part of approaching a quit attempt is really understanding it's not about willpower. It's not about some mysterious personality characteristic or some innate tendency that some people have and others just don't have. It's really a matter of making a plan, getting prepared, starting to envision life smoke-free and working towards that vision we see a lot of people who come to become an ex having tried to quit a number of times previously and really feeling defeated and demoralized, mm-hmm. um, in addition to feeling ostracized just in society and in their community. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we emphasize is that each of those previous quit attempts are not failures. They're opportunities to really learn in depth what somebody's smoking triggers are, what causes those cravings, what things came out of the blue that one time that got them to right. pick up a cigarette again, right to be able to plan and prepare, and that 's really the key
0: well let 's make sure uh, that we tell people about the website because i I think what you all have created is a community of support for people as well as insight. Uh, information tools outreach tell us a little bit about the website and how people can find out more
4: sure so the website address is become an I'll spell it out it's become dot org. and what you'll find on the site as you mentioned um, is a very large online community of thousands of users who are active around the clock, literally 24-7, we see that most of our posts get a response within 10 minutes. Um, these are current smokers who are moving through a quit attempt. They're also former smokers. We have a lot of people on the site who have quit two, three, four, five years ago, and they stay in the community to share their insights, their wisdom, what it feels like to be a year out, two years out, how to get to that point. Um, they share their stories and advice, and, and they celebrate each other throughout their quitting journey. They also talk about a whole lot of things that have nothing to do with mm-hmm. smoking because these are, these are real relationships that have formed. hmm which is is kind of the hallmark of of a a mature online community. Um, We also present users with a personalized quit plan to help them understand their personal smoking behavior, um, to decide if medication is something that might be right for them. And we have extensive text messaging and email support. People like to get Information and tips in lots of different channels, and so we've provided a, additional support through through text messaging and email, not just around a quit date. That's obviously when most people recognize they need support, but really for weeks and months afterwards, which is often when people need it most.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, um, I I'll, I'll just mention yeah, just, just one final thing. I'll, sure. I'll just mention we we really believe there's no one right way to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. I think smokers have this notion that that treatment programs are going to be lecturing or somewhat condescending. And what we attempt to do at the X is to really put smokers in the driver's seat. We make our best recommendations based on the scientific evidence and our clinical expertise, but we really help them to craft a quit plan based on their experiences and, and their preferences.
0: I was very, um, I was very thrilled actually to see some of the language on the website, which really addresses the addiction part of this um, and the tips. Uh, and and ha- and being an ex myself, I will tell you that yes, uh, being around bars and alcohol and friends who smoke and others who smoke or people who smoke, um, you know, those things of course are the obvious. But I, I love that you addressed the emotional side of this, feeling hungry, yeah. angry, lonely, tired. We don't talk about that enough. Now, clearly in 12-step programs and drug addiction, alcohol addiction, yes, it's really prominent. But now to bring the conversation to nicotine addiction, smoking addiction, I think it's so important. I think it's been one of the missed areas uh, along the way for smokers.
4: You know, it's interesting you mention that. You pick up a pamphlet or a booklet about quitting smoking, and the most common pieces of advice that you'll read are typically about um, throwing out ashtrays and cleaning out your car and very much the practical tips and advice to get ready to quit, Mm. um, which, which are important. Absolutely. They're also the things that I think most smokers are familiar with that they've read before we have really a a very unique opportunity i think of it um with such a rich community to learn from our community and to take the wisdom that comes from our online community and distill that back into the content and tools on the site and and really what you'll read in the community are very powerful stories and tips and strategies about the emotional side of quitting about the importance of building new memories that don't involve smoking, about embracing that quitting smoking is a process. Um, we, you know, thinking about cigarettes in a different way. We have one woman who who has decided that every time she found herself saying, I want a cigarette, she changed it to, I want a dead leaf wrapped in paper and dipped in 7,000 deadly chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> that, that know that, that that kind of mental reframing isn't very common in in what you see in tobacco treatment and yet those are the things that we hear our current smokers and our former smokers mm-hmm. really talking about and and things that resonate with them
0: You know, I know we have a few minutes left, and um, I wanted, again, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, One of the areas for me that I've been, you know, uh, quite active in is how we glorify uh, smoking in our pop culture and movies. And, you know, just the other day I was watching a movie, uh, a little indie movie, and I was so struck by a very, very popular uh, actress, actor, Uh, And I couldn't help even noticing that every time she had a great scene in the movie, she was smoking. I was so distracted by it. Do you think we've made progress there? Because that does send messages, especially for our young people.
4: It absolutely does send messages. And um, we've been very active here at Truth Initiative in making sure that um the the hollywood community the video gaming community mm-hmm. um that that you know across pop culture there's a much greater understanding in the role that pop culture plays in enticing young people to pick up tobacco products and in in as you mentioned in glorifying the role of smoking Um, We've made great progress in the tobacco control community. There's still much more work to be done.
0: Well, thank you so much for all that you do. One more time, website and one last question. What is your personal message and what would you like to leave us with, Dr. Graham?
4: Um, I'll mention the website again for smokers is becomeanx.org. And one final thought for anyone who is thinking about a New Year's resolution, for anyone who is thinking about taking that step, The first thing I would say is congratulations. Uh, Quitting smoking at any time of year is a big step and perhaps the most important one. And the next step after that is to get connected with a really great resource. And we're available to help.
0: Wow. Wow. Thank you so very much. Happy holidays to you. And for all of you out there, uh, I am so thrilled that what's going on now in this new narrative is the conversation of addiction and tools and support. So please check it out. Please refer this to a loved one. And let's create this change. Thank you, Dr. Graham. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.